spoiler alert. Dan Henderson uh, doesn't quite (laughs) dazzle in his comeback to the cage, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier on this side. Um, Especially, you know, I'm approaching 30, so I'm understanding aging. I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this evening? I'm not bad, but why, why are you talking about this? Uh, Hendo may or may not have gotten violently knocked out. That's rough. It was very difficult to watch. It's never good when the first thing, and I didn't see the fights, it's never good when the first thing you see after the fights is an article defending why Henderson is going to keep fighting. But that was the first thing that I saw. I was like, oh, well, I know how that went. And sure enough. See, you saw that. I got uh, texted from my cousin Marty who basically said, Oh, terrible. And I go, what do you mean terrible? What happened? He just goes, head kick. I go, again? And then he's typing as I said that. And it happens the exact same moment. Again. And both of us just like then lamenting the fact of, I don't want to see him fight anymore. I don't know. I didn't want to see him fight this one. I didn't. Mm-mm. Nope. We good. Thank you. We talked about this. It's... <laughs> There is a time when uh, when's it not okay? I guess who was the person he be- he beat someone up? That's why everyone's like, no, he hits. Oh, Shogun. That's right. Oh man, yeah. So, do you think he's you think he's staying? That the articles were correct? He'll he's gonna keep fighting. He's well, upset. I'll tell you what I feel. I feel that he shouldn't be fighting, which means he's probably staying. Really. Yeah. Like how at this point it seems like okay, well the commission should care less about weed and more about this. I agree. That's true. No, I can get behind that. The man I I love him, but this is sad. It is and this is Vitor Belfort. This wasn't Chris Weidman that came in and yeah, the floor with him. That's true. It is a little different. Uh I just feel like it's one of those things where I think to myself but why do we have to do this? Like, we don't have to, right? Do we? I I, th- I also, I, I don't know. We don't have to do it. We really don't. So if we can somehow make a way where Dan Anderson can understand, you know, I think I'm good. I have a pretty good career, and I like giving girls bananas. So there you go. If you guys haven't guess- seen that photo, <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you other than, I guess, look at the memes. But what else do you need beyond that? A good banana hobby, a gym to fall back on. Just saying. It's one of the memes where uh, somebody asked me to take a stab at it, and they're like, "Raph, why don't you do a meme to that?" I go, "That it, it's done. There's nothing else to add. That meme is completely, utterly finished." That but meme Kev, is an entire story. Kev, there's there's a bigger issue that happened this weekend. Yes, I didn't think you were aware of this and I still don't think you're a hundred percent aware of what happened this week. Probably not. You didn't hear anything from Bellator. No, I did not. <laughs> okay, because you I know you didn't know or you didn't get to watch the UFC fight that happened on Saturday. But there was something that was worse, Kev. What? And I feel bad I'm because nervous. 
you should be. You should have a very, very bad feeling about this because the fact that you didn't know that this happened meant that the other thing I sent you that was referencing it, when you just go, ha, that's funny, you didn't know the true pain of where that was coming from. No, no. And it's usually hard for me to locate the true pain in these instances. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just sending it to you. All right. And this is... (sighs) I have news set on my alert for MMA for in Google, people, nope, just to defend myself for a second nope. to the people. Nope. So so normally I know. Mm-hmm. Wait. What are you <laughs> seeing? What did I send to you, Kevin? Explain you sent me audience. a meme with Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. uh, clinging to it saying, no, no. And it says MMA fans when Bellator announced Shamrock versus Gracie 3. Mm-hmm. Is this what they did in lieu of the Kurt Angle thing? Yes. Oh. Okay. Now, if well, there's a three attached to it, Kevin, is who's this the better? He's fighting? I that I was just gonna say. I guess he's. Uh, which fucking Gracie is this? Hold on. First of all, this is bad for you, Kevin. You should know this Gracie. Yeah. How many times has Shamrock fought? Somebody? Thank you. This is Hoist. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't want to say Hodger, and that's always the one I'm like, God, it's not. It's something with a H sounding R. Hoist. Now let's let's compare because yeah. what's your initial reaction now that you're first introduced I don't to care. it? I don't care. Okay. Okay. Great. At great. All. Great. Well, here is why I am. Do you care? No. But here's okay. why. I'm <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on. Does it. anyone care? I'm angry at it, Kevin. Let me have my angry feelings. Oh, go for my it. Yeah. Angry can. feelings are as follows. The reason why I sent that meme to Kevin is Luke Skywalker yelling out, no. And it's the Luke, I am your father scene, except instead of Darth Vader, it's a picture of the poster showing Shamrock versus Gracie three. And he's like, <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> and then I still rather thought it was living, funny. Yeah, rather than live, he decides to, you know, throw himself down the two. Anybody who's seen Star Wars, especially The Empire Strikes Back, knows that to be true. Anyway, the reason why I made that is because it hurt on the inside. We don't need to see this match. It's happened twice. And it happened when I guess it should have happened. Yeah, when and they were both we're good. Yeah, when they were both in their peak. Where they shouldn't be fighting. And I know we've said that a lot with Ken Shamrock and the wow factor of him versus Kurt Angle was one where you're like, oh, yeah, you know, Kurt Angle hasn't fought a fight. And Ken Shamrock had that really bad series of fights since, I don't know, 2006. So, (laughs) mm, yeah, okay, I guess so. This is two fighters who you're now putting on a main stage whose combined age is just short of a century. So let that sink in. Number two, why do we have to promote this fight? For the mere fact of this, no one, absolutely no one has been clamoring or chomping at the bit to see this be resolved. And it's a little desperate on Bellator's fight. Uh, you know, a, a their, their scenario just a smidge. And Kev, if I were to tell you this, I read an interview with Hoist before we started this podcast and it's, it was with him on the MMA hour and he was saying he didn't know if he'd be allowed to fight with his gi on. <laughs> okay. 
And just... do, do we have a resolution on three? No. Is he going to be allowed to fight with his gear? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what if that, I, just, I hope I we hear that good. same interview like, 17 years later. I want to also point out one last thing, and then I'll allow you to say what you need to say, and I'm going to send you another meme. But what I, I need to say is this. Just consider their last losses, okay? What was Hoist Gracie's last loss? Matt Hughes? Yes. That was going to be the last match he had, except for the fact that he fought in a random offshoot organization. I think it was called K2 Dynamite, whatever. But he fought in that, and when he did win, he ended up having it taken away from him because he got busted for steroids. So his last official loss was that to Matt Hughes. Do you remember how he lost in that one? I remember him being on the ground getting knocked out from strikes. He was back-mounted, if you would. So yeah. Matt Hughes was yeah, basically... Yeah, on, on his back striking him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and uh, Hoist had his face down, and most people just thought the ref called it, but there was footage, I believe, later that showed Hoist was actually tapping out due to strikes. How long do you remember that match being? Uh, not long. Okay. Maybe around. Uh, I don't even think it was around. I think it was very, very quick. And I did see that fight. I remember it. They used to show it I on uh, UFC Fox all the time, too. I oh, ordered that fight. I remember yeah. watching it live with my friends and saying, well, that was a waste. And all of us feeling really bad that he had tarnished his history. And then we realized, oh, he's got a lot more time to do that. So here's the sadness that I'm saying to you. Consider that as his last loss, and then consider all of the losses that Ken Shamrock has had, and yet we keep giving him fights. And yet, we want to see this fight because? It's important to note, I don't think we do. Okay. This is just Bellator being desperate. That's what they get from me. Uh, you have summarized my feelings um, much more in depth. I was just going to so... say, if Hoist gets to wear the gi, Shamrock gets to wear the gi without the sleeves. That's the rule. That's fair. Uh, now, I want you to look at this photo before I send you the next meme and tell me if anything strikes out to you. People who are listening may already know what else is on the poster. Oh, and for fuck's sake. They're trying to kill someone. That's the goal. The goal is we need to get someone in here that dies. So how do we do that? Well, let's get the oldest, most questionably health-backed fighters we can find. And then? And let's put them up against each other. It's like, okay. okay. But who else is on the card? Kimbo King Slice versus Data 5000. Who's Data 5000? I assume he's a 90s R&B star. He, um, oh, well, I was hoping that he was Andre <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin 3000's uh, <laughs> older, older brother. brother. <laughs> but uh, I can't even get through the joke because it's so stupid. But yes, Kimbo Slice and... Dada 5000 have been uh, presented as the co-main event for whatever shit show they're trying to put on hey, on February well, 19th in Houston. The Toyota Center. If ever a place to do it, Houston's the type of... Well, sorry, I was about to start being insulted. In it's okay. We Everything's bigger in Texas, now, so even insults. Including the asshole choices for fights. Uh, bigger in Texas. So, hey. Kev, now that- You've seen that, though. Now that you've seen that. Oh, there's more to the meme history. There's one last thing. It's not a meme, but this is what I had sent you earlier in the day. If you recall, I 
do a recall meme that looked like that. Yeah, I and what is that? Remember, uh, that is some. Um, Come on, you can do it. Uh, sorry, it the is names Sakuraba. Are... Sakuraba and we've also got you know Hicks and Gracie. Hicks who... and Gracie. That's Sakuraba. Yeah. Hickson is huge. Like Hickson is a bigger person than I think he is. So okay, we have Hickson, yeah. Gracie, and yeah, because again, we're just going to keep figuring out how few of these names I can remember belong absolutely. To which one. So the two Hickson, of them are Hoyes. kind of clinched in together and are yes. like kind of getting wrestling grips on each other. And I sent Kevin a meme earlier that said, "Attention, Bellator, this is how you get people excited for a fight you don't need to see." Because I don't need to see this, but I'm way more excited about this prospect than any Just, remote chance of. And Shamrock frankly, there is a table pushed over the side here with the Sakuraba Hickson. Let's be very clear: there should be. I think they were trying to make room for it, but in my heart. It was Sakuraba like lifting the table and being like, "You oh. come here, Hickson. Let's finish this." I think the table was smart enough; it just got out of the way on its own. <laughs> like I have no, I have no dog in this fight, and it just kind of uh, lubed itself out <laughs> the way. No, no. Which, that was my that was my way of dropping it in. Yep. That was that was the one. Uh, Ronda Rousey should probably just. I guess, Raph, what do you think the goal was with the Maxim comment about lube? I'm always curious. I just, to show she has a fun side? I don't know. All right, where do we start on this one? One, not a doctor. So Mm -hmm. perhaps shouldn't be prescribing any sort of medical advice. And while lube is a funny topic, uh, technically medical. For the people out there, I have a bigger issue. Disgusting. It's like if you combine (laughs) the concept of wanting to go down that path of, I'm going to say some shit about lube, which I guess could be funny because in my brain it could be a number of things. It could be they were talking for so long in the interview that she might have let it slip, or she might have said it and been like, "Oh, this is a dumb comment." Like, hey, I'm not racist, but and then you end up getting a racist (laughs) comment. Like any one of those things that you think you say in confidence, I always try to give the athlete or the performer or the individual the benefit of the doubt. In this particular stance, she made it rhyme, which she was like, if you use lube, you're not a dude or something to that effect. You're and not a like, real man. Or something, yeah. yeah. But I thought about it and I go, no, no. And you know what? She's more than welcome to say whatever she wants to. I think it's equal opportunity. Let her say whatever she wants. Is it the smartest choice to have made? Nah, I don't think so. Okay. Where yeah. do you fall, Kev? Because you had strong opinions on it. I I think it's a dumb fucking thing to say out loud. And, and I don't know that? why. I guess because oh, it is dumb to say out loud. She's and why wrong. did you want to talk about it? Because you were giddy to talk about it. Because <laughs> she's wrong. She's wrong. Lube serves a lot of purposes, the least of which is <laughs> testing someone's masculinity. Because uh, essentially she's asserting if you're a good enough, like if you're a big enough man, you turn your woman on. Otherwise, it's not a click. And it's just like, okay. Uh, anyway. Yeah, it's that cut and dry. <laughs> thanks, for bringing the, phrasing. thanks for bringing the noise. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Phrasing. Are we bringing back phrasing? Um, I would like definitely to back on the out. podcast. Uh, my mother-in-law, uh, she was in town this weekend. And I was going to see Nogi Worlds. And... 
I'm not making this up, okay? Okay. But when she asked me, she's like, hey, Raph, um, are you going to that, that, you know, the martial arts thing? And I go, yeah. She goes, you know, the jujitsu thing? I go, yeah. She goes, where they like, is that where they whack each other? <laughs> and I go, I'm sorry, what? And she goes, you know, the jujitsu, the thing you're going to, the thing that, where they, they whack each other. And I go, ah, phrasing. And I kept trying to say the word phrasing as if to like, stop, please stop. Please. please don't say whack don't ever say again. Don't don't say whack. Like whack I, is a term. It's gone. I did say that. And she goes, oh, well, in Chicago, whacking means, you know, oh, killing no, each other. Oh, and I was perfect. like, Yeah, nope, let's explain it. No, still <laughs> not accurate. I'm just conversing. And I like tried to, I think I just started falling down. Hey, I think that was the only way. <laughs> To, like stop the conversation was just to like <laughs> mentally just shut down like a computer and be like yeah. so i thought you that would enjoy that one that is great um well we've covered everything we need to cover we're all set on this uh, i guess the, uh, let me say this the end of this podcast uh, if you make uh this is a message to all the pros when you make dumb comments like that and we all do we all do stupid things on the microphone, even the most seasoned among us. Uh, just apologize the next day. Be like, oh, yeah, the lube thing was stupid. I don't know. I was just talking to Maxim. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lube's great. Like, that's all you have to say. And it's PR oh, nightmare dude, avoided. Lube. Well, I guess I know one sponsor, Rhonda, won't be getting. Ah, no. The lube will stay in the tube. <laughs> Does that mean that, like, if any condoms are lubricated that she's like whoa i thought you were a dude hey i thought you were a man get that protection out of here <laughs> that's a fascinating question that people at maxim didn't follow up with mm-hmm. it's crushing it's real journalism right here that's guys. it's their fault yeah raf would ask the question that matters uh, i don't think you would have ever approached the subject of lube but whatever i think that when you go down the avenue of how did we get to lube you probably don't You've want already, to go back up the chain. Been. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, speaking of, you... Oh, God. No, that's not speaking of. Completely <laughs> ending that subject. Transition. Uh, Rhonda's oh, one dumb comment aside, let's uh, go chat about her upcoming fight because she's the greatest fighter on the planet right now. Great transition. <laughs> So it's coming up for another pay-per-view, which means it's time for another installment of Over Under Kevin. How are you feeling this week, Kevin? Confident and cool. Are you saying that to mask how you really felt because you know now who you're actually facing? You didn't know until maybe about five minutes ago, but now you know who you're facing. Not nervous at all. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I I sound fine. I feel fine. Uh, no, I'm good. All set. I just, it's for the first time that I've told you who you're facing or i haven't you know revealed on air who the person you're facing for over under kevin there's kind of a little trepidation in your voice no you're misinterpreting it that that's confidence raf it's 2015 confidence mm-hmm. so it kind of i'm changing it so it appeals to the participation trophy okay people among us but that's that's what i'm doing let's do this because people still don't know who it is yet i mean they may have they're not going to be that ends. impressed they, i mean <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's what? Uh, why wouldn't they be impressed, Kevin? 
I just, I, you know, certain people bring a certain level of skill to this mm-hmm. podcast. I obviously elevate the wit. Uh, this next person, I just, I don't think they bring a particular set of skills to the podcast, Rob. Well, Kevin, why don't you go and introduce them so that way uh, he can respond to you directly. From Subfighter MMA, uh, competes regionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it happens to be a competitive region, but <laughs> regional competitor. Yep. Uh, Russ something. I the <laughs> <laughs> such a dick. Are you talking about our good friend Russ Miara? I might be. Okay. Yeah. Don't be a dick, Russ. How are you doing, man? Good. How are you guys doing? Not bad. What do you have to say to Kevin's uh, confusing, scared? Somewhat manipulative intro for yourself. Is regional not correct? I, just... Yeah, he sounded he sounded a little scared to me. I don't know. I don't know if he's ready to take me on. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin is. Uh, what is that? Speechless? Are you not making words, Kev? What's happening here? I was googling uh, successful opponents against Rasuora and was going <laughs> to see if there was something I could gleam. From his uh, MMA jiu-jitsu fighting career. Yeah, that sounds like a good choice. I mean, I know I outweigh him. Mm-hmm. So do, what could go I wrong? Mean, that's not really relevant. Something that like is a distinguishing factor. You weigh more than most people. But hey, Russ, uh, a pleasure to have you back on. What have you been up to, Ben? I know we talked with you a few months ago. What's been going on in uh, the life of you and in the gym? Uh, just... Just staying busy, doing my best to, um, you know, represent jiu-jitsu, uh, bring up the – I got a ton of new killers that are coming up that are – a lot of them are blue belts right now. And uh, I'm just excited to unleash them. And when they start doing, like, submission-only tournaments and stuff like that, I got a tournament coming up on November 15th at Santa Ana High School. There's a double elimination tournament for $45. And i um, talking to you guys, trying to beat, beat Kev. See what's up. <laughs> I mean, uh, there there are many many higher aspirations in life than being Kev. Most of the times, you just kind of do it by participating. But Russ, I'll say this: uh, you know, one thing I'm a little disappointed on is this: is that I looked at the the next EBI list, and I was a little disappointed your name wasn't on there. If I could be so honest, mainly because there were some repeat names on there, and you seem to be somebody who consistently goes pretty far in that format so uh i i hope in the future they they put you back on but you i just wanted to tell you personally i, I thought it was a little weird and uh, a little disappointed but i have good hope that we will see you back on another ebi in the near future yeah well as of right now um i'm i'm training for ebi5 or i'm sorry ebi4 the next one coming up and uh, i'm on the reserve list so um if someone gets hurt i'm, I'm in there and let's hold on have to you don't have to beat anyone up, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so well, <laughs> you're, you would say right now, and this is why I hate Raph, mm-hmm. you would say you're in fighting shape and you are as competitively sound as you normally are? Yeah, they basically told me to be ready and be by the phone. And I mean, I've been, I basically been training like I've been training for uh, as if my name was in there. Okay, well, so, that's insensitive like, of them. Like, as, they could have said, uh, you're competing against Kevin. Why don't you eat whatever you want? Stay out of shape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, take the night off, Russ. No, 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 you train Kevin, too hard, man. Fight. What we're going to do is we're going to have a super fight that nobody's going to watch. It's going to be 
uh, like the precursor because, you know, I mean, people would pay for it, obviously, to see Rust, but then <laughs> they know that you'd be beaten in like seconds. So why pay for that? So it's going to be like the pregame. He'd have to uh, get his hands on me first, Raph. <laughs> It'd be kind of easy, Russ, because Kevin, unfortunately, is recovering from a knee injury right now. So uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if that's pertinent information for a heel hooker. Yeah. To know. I'm bringing the crutches. They're coming. But I feel like it's good. Uh, well, that's that's great, dude. And, you know, I'm glad to hear that. I didn't know that you were you were necessarily on the reserve list. So uh, that's kind of rad, dude. I, I hope. Well, I don't hope anybody gets injured, but like, you know, people miss flights all the time someone doesn't make weight that seems like yeah the, yeah the better one right it, yeah there's i mean without really having to say it i mean you guys kind of know that even a week before i mean guys will pull out for oh, mysterious yeah. reasons well <laughs> even not even mysterious so, ones like sometimes they'll get staff or they'll get injured i mean these are yeah, professional athletes definitely. definitely and as uh as you get closer to an event like that where there's more emotion that's going into like your rolling. You can become frustrated easier and stuff like that. So just from the years of training, I know that there is actually a lot of injuries that happen the week of the tournament, just because people can't control their emotions. <laughs> and, and to be fair, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, Tom DeBlast put up this week that he competed. Uh, he ended up winning his division at worlds this week. And he said, you know, I was actually on the line with Obitz to cancel my travel reservation. And good thing I didn't because I ended up winning. So just goes to show, guys, don't doubt yourself. Always go out there and do that sort of thing. Uh, But sometimes it's for more reasons than not. I mean, that psychologically, athletes are all over the place because you're pushing yourself that hard. So it even happens to the best of them. So, yeah, I mean, it's no stranger that there could be any number of reasons. Injury, psychological distance. But uh, let's hope for a weight cut issue because, you know. Yeah. As long okay, as somebody doesn't. I'll, 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 you guys can help me manifest that. Someone, someone on this weight about, about seven pounds. So we'll do that and then, then I'm in. And right. Kevin doesn't have to hurt anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah, get excited. Don't send Kevin out to Nancy Kerrigan somebody. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think this is as good a time as any. Let's go ahead and transition straight into Over Under Kevin. All right, gentlemen, the way that Over Under Kevin works, for those of you who are listening and for the first time for this segment, welcome. We want to say this is great. We're the glad that you always us. plays in cue. God, Kevin. Kevin. Can you just fix that in post one day without giving away the fact that you play it for the guest on air through your cell phone in the most ratchety form possible? One of these days. All right, Kevin. All right. Where was I? Anyway, Kevin's the worst. So we play this game called Over Under Kevin. Basically, whenever there is a UFC that is coming up, a pay-per-view, we bring on a guest. The way it works is person who gets the most correct picks ends up winning it's very simple we go all the way throughout the entire card each participant is given 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win and if i so feel the urge i will give each of them time for rebuttal and here gentlemen we don't actually encourage a safe fight i actually like a dirty fight so make sure that you guys protect yourselves at all times do you understand the rules googling personal facts about russ miura okay 
Yeah, I'm good. I'm okay. good. Uh, Russ, uh, you know, if I were to ask you one thing about Kevin's game, if you were to just take a guess about something about Kevin's jiu-jitsu game, what would you see would be his weakest element? If you were just, just by the sound say, of his voice. I'd probably, I'd probably say defending leg locks because his knee is hurt right now. Mm. That would be where I would start. Kevin, what's your response to that? I mean, not and terrible if I, if deduct. I, if, I, if I can remember correctly, I think jiu-jitsu is, was about finding the path of least resistance. Mm. I believe that's what jiu-jitsu is kind of about. <laughs> mm. What should I go for? Do, do you know anyone that is good at leg locks? Do you guys know? No um, one comes to I mind. Might, I, might, I might know one guy. I might know <laughs> I, one you guy. know, this is funny because I want to hear Kevin's response because I actually have one more thing before we go to the game. Kev, what's your response to that? I guess uh, my response is going to be, honestly, I was trying to escape a heel hook when I did the maneuver that popped my knee. Now, to my partner's defense, he had released the hook, so there might be something uh-huh. to this. And get the fuck out of my head, Russ Miora. All right? <laughs> Um, well, okay, uh, Russ, this is what I'll tell you. I feel I've had a certain sympathy for Kevin. I've told him that when we roll next that I probably won't heel hook him. And the conversation <laughs> went from heel hooks to saying, oh, yeah, we were working some knee bars, but I wouldn't knee bar you either. And, Kevin, what did you say in response to that? Uh, to be fair, I'm pretty hard to knee bar. All right. Well, I just wanted to put that out there for Russ. So <laughs> – Russ, not that that's a challenge or anything, not that you wouldn't need to necessarily heel hook him. I feel that would just be wrong. But, I mean, Kevin's put the challenge out there into the ether. So what am I supposed to do? I could go like uh, – I think what I'll do is I'll go a heel hook transition into a knee bar just to rub it in a little bit. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, if I yeah, may, I'll get, Raph, him, I'll get him both ways. Yeah, Kev. I'll tell you it's not going to be like – the August 21st, 2010 Jesus respect kids. in the cage bout <laughs> that went five, three rounds to a unanimous decision where he might have won, but he didn't win the man's way. Uh, we're going to make yeah. sure this one ends, wow. Raph. Wow. <laughs> Questioning his manhood I love it. is where you're going when you're trying to play it safer. I like this, Kevin, because, you know, what? let's start the game. Uh, we're going to our first fight. It's a welterweight fight between Kyle Noke and Peter Sabacha. And, uh, Kev, you start 15 seconds are going to go on the clock. This is a shout-out to all my friends that have had HBO. Peter Sabata made me think of Sabatka, season two of The Wire. Plus, he is from Poland, so it wasn't like I was just imagining the similarities. Sticking with Peter Sabata, 67% on the sub ratio. All right, Russ, 15 seconds to you. Um, I would go with the Sabata just because I can't pronounce his name, and uh, he sounds pretty tough. Okay. Okay. Now, Kev, here's the thing. Uh, Does sound pretty tough when you're in your line of business of picking fights? Is that something that you look for, or is that something that you feel is easy analysis to make? Well, I'm starting to feel better about Russ's fight skills because he doesn't sound very tough. So following his logic... I'm going to be fighting someone that should be in a boy band. I'm going to stop you right there before you go any further. Uh, Was that too much rap? Hold on, hold on. Sidebar, sidebar. Uh, Yeah, okay. Russ, can you do me a favor? We put some uh, earmuffs over on your side of the uh, recording booth. Do you mind putting those on real quick? 
Okay, sure. Thank you. Yeah, Kev, go. You don't think he's sensitive about his voice, do you? Dude, what the fuck was he doing? Why would you tell him I was just trying to, he respects the braveness, right? No, 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 no. He's lulling you into a false sense of security by making it seem like it's okay to make Dude, fun of him. This wouldn't fucking happen if you hadn't picked someone <laughs> that might specialize in this. But let's Kev, go. this is entertaining to me. I'm That's gonna, the I'm only criteria focus. I have. I'm back. Okay. All I've right, got some right, nice right. insults coming. Hey, Russ, if you can hear me, go ahead and take off the earmuffs. Okay. What's up, man? All right. Well, uh, Russ, I'm just going to give you a second to respond to what you heard and maybe something hypothetical you may have heard while you were wearing those earmuffs. And 15 seconds on the clock, go. Uh, response to what he said? Yeah, did you? I mean, he was calling out your voice. I mean, oh my voice! That's yeah. what he was calling out. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, see, like th- my voice isn't really going to help you pay your medical bill for your knee. <laughs> <laughs> He's wow. talking about the other knee. He's just predicting wow. <laughs> it at this juncture. <laughs> to be fair, Kev, there was somebody else who injured their knee who was uh, trying to give me shit at Worlds this weekend, and I kept saying, which one is your broken knee? And they go, my left one. I was like, I'm breaking the right one then. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, the best. that's a great jiu-jitsu. It out. Yeah, no, I mean, it's the, it's the nicest thing I could do. All right, let's go to our next fight. Uh, Russ, you've got 15 seconds on the clock, and it is between Anton Zafir and James Montessori. Go. John Montessori? I'm going to go with Montessori because sounds like he's the like an heir thrown to um, the Montessori private schools. I want to go with that guy. Okay. Seems All like right. he got a, a lot of money for training. All right. That ad, Kev? Montessori ad school. Kev, I got to say, he's thrown in some extra analysis uh, looking at the name Montessori that most fighters would not know. But is that going to be the same way you're going on this fight? 15 on the clock. Uh, no, because Montessori's nickname is Moonwalker, and he's from Germany. Don't trust the combination. I'm going to stick with Anton Zafir, because he's one of the many Australians on this fight, and you kind of just have to take the odds one of them's going to win. Okay, okay. Now, here's and the thing. And be drunk, but I don't have that option. Okay, you're out of time. Russ, i got to ask you this. Uh, on your side, is hometown any kind of advantage when you're fighting? Is that something that's real? Because we're talking about these Australians here, and Kevin's trying to say the fact that, yes, there is some hometown advantage. Yeah, I would definitely agree because you get a everything that you are around all the time. You're, you're very aware of your environment, and you're very – everything that you need. Like, like, I'll give an example. When I was in Japan, I couldn't find coconut water. <laughs> so it's like something that you take for granted – here, I'm serious. Like it's like you're you're somewhere else, you know. You're sleeping in someone else's bed and this and that. So, is home to hometown advantage an advantage? Absolutely. Okay, okay. Now, Kev, do you think that uh, Russ has been working without his coconut water thus far into the game? I I was also hoping Russ's opponent just went down buying all the coconut water from within like a two block radius of Russ's hotel and was just like that'll teach him. It's like stops at no cost. Uh, I had a whole nother joke loaded, Raph. You know okay, what Russ's it. best competition location must be then? What's that? Weaknessville. Nailed it. Wow, I should have cut you off before you had the chance to throw that one out there. Russ, I wasn't going to give you 15 seconds, but I'll give you 15 seconds to respond to Weaknessville, Kev. Is that the name of the place? Well, home field advantage. That's where he would do his okay. best. It was... So home uh, Weaknessville as my... Like kryptonite, is that right? I'm sorry. 
He's well, saying I, that's your hometown. Like Weaknessville, Minnesota oh. is where you would fight your best. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna Google Weaknessville, Minnesota. Would that would that would where I would fight my best? Well, Russ, I'll yeah, say this for you right now. It sounds like Kevin's trying to insinuate the fact that you would exemplify the weakness, thus you would be from Weaknessville. But here's the thing. Where would Kevin be from? Uh, would he be from, like, Idiot's Bar, Pennsylvania, or would he be from uh, Chlamydia, Wisconsin? <laughs> probably, probably one of the towns that has, like, a high – degree of knee injuries maybe like aspen like aspen colorado i don't know i mean kevin isn't too far away from that he's, uh, <laughs> it's like he's not terribly wrong is there a high denver because whatever that is yes I'll kevin is there. definitely kevin you want to do a nice uh quick commercial for our sponsor weed uh yeah this is just Thanks to, for your holiday needs. Marijuana shipping, if you make it out, Ballpark Holistic Dispensary on <laughs> East Walnut. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, ask for Tanner. I'll hook you up. Kevin's the only off. person who does not actually get us a discount for being sponsored Mention by Mention Verbal Tap, and they still won't care. <laughs> they won't care. Despite the amount of weed he's on while on the show, you would think we'd get some kind of cut uh, from Rab, that. Let's true story. Time. They do sponsor live comedy events. They informed me when I was doing the Risk podcast. They were like, "Oh, next time you should call us." Like, uh, let's review. Kev. I guess I should have. I didn't live nor funny enough to be a comedy podcast. So okay. I guess we should go to our next fight, and we're gonna have Russ do this one. It is a heavyweight fight between Stefan Struve and Jared Rashad. That is to you, sir. Go. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with uh, Struve on this one just because of his, uh, just on sheer experience and size and range. I've think he's finally getting to where he can use his range comfortably. So I'm going to go with Struve on this one. Okay. Kev, who do you got on this one? I'm nervous. Okay. Why? I want Struve to win, but mm -hmm. I have a gut reaction. Jared Rosholt's name is the big show. Kevin Nash, of no. the fighters, my favorite. No, it's not the same. Got to do it. Kev, Jared Kevin Nash was Diesel, Big Daddy Cool. That would you're talking about the big show. It's a very different person. Yeah, stand by it, Raph. It's very okay. important to me. Jesus Christ! The time that Kevin tries to throw out a pro wrestling reference and it just, just collapses right on his I face. I thought I'd nail it. I didn't know if that was. You know, Russ, when you hear this and you hear Kevin just spouting off facts that he thinks are true that obviously aren't, do you start to wonder about the quality of the opponent that you're facing here? Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. It makes me um, not as nervous that he has to Google everything before he comes up with something. <laughs> Kevin, your response? I don't like how much fun you two are having during this whole little adventure. <laughs> if you want the truth, Raph. What's that? I'm an impartial judge here. I'm Sounds just an like adjudicator. It. Yeah. Here. Well, okay. So, all right. We've got those two. It looks like Kevin is going to stick with his uh, Rorschach test with Jared there. And then we've got uh, Struve for Russ. Let's go to our next fight. Our next fight, Kev, you're going to lead us off on this one. It is Jake Matthews versus Admiral Akbar Ariola. Yeah. Uh, first of all, most fun matchup of the nicknames, the Celtic kid versus El Caballero. <laughs> El Caballero. 
There we go. It gets better every time you try it. Get as, it going. As I, uh, I've just got to see what Akbar Areola sounds like when Bruce yells it. Okay, Kevin going just on Bruce Buffer mentioning. I'm picking Areola. All right, don't say it like that. just gets weird. Let's go to you, Russ, on this one. I'm I'm definitely going to go with Akbar also just because of uh, his name. But, I mean, he's Admiral, and he's on Team Southpaw, so I'm going to go with him. I haven't seen him fight. He's, he's pretty tough. Interesting. Okay, wait, wait. I want to stick with this, uh, Russ. Do you have insider information? You've seen him fight before? Oh, yeah, I've seen him fight a lot. What is it that you, I, I was just going to ask, what is it that you like about his fighting style? Uh, he's really smooth, and um, you know how, like, uh, like in jiu-jitsu, there's a lot of guys that can kind of flow on the ground, um, but it's rare, it's rare that you see that in, like, a striking art. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy kind of, he kind of flows on the feet. Mm. So it's kind of cool just to see, like, something that's very consistent in jiu-jitsu but applied in another art, you know, like even in wrestling, there's like, there's dominant style wrestlers and then there's slow style wrestlers. Mm. He's like, kind of like a, he's, he's a, he like feels his way through a fight. Interesting. I mean, Kevin, and, and, I'm so sorry. I was just going to uh, interrupt here just to give Kev a second to respond. Uh, the only thing I was going to ask you, Kev is, are you a little afraid? Cause it sounds like Russ knows this pick and you just picked it for no reason. Yeah. I'm, uh, I wouldn't say nervous. Cause I thought we had a, pretty steadfast rule you weren't allowed to bring previous analysis into this game i'll check with the original rules oh i'm sorry you need to go through the adjudicator and that would be me so uh, overruled oops damn it uh motions motion for a second denied hey let's go to our next fight uh before that jake matthews looks like justin bieber kinda just as a heads up so. What astute analysis, Kev. Thank you. That'll throw someone off for sure. That will. What if uh, What if Akbar Areola is a fan? Just saying. Or he just gets lost in his eyes. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you, you don't know what's going to happen. Russ, has that ever been a problem for you? We just, before we could go any further, did you ever look at another man's yeah. eyes and go, damn, I, you know, man, the oh. Bambi eyes. It's Hold on, Russ. Is that what happened on January 26th nope. of 2006? When you lost a decision to I, Mitsushisha yeah. Tsunabi at Pancrase Blow One. Yeah, he's, he's just too sexy, man. I had to go a really <laughs> long that's, way that's for a, a loss. That's an art, hey, that's, that's art in itself, right? And sometimes you just get lost in the guy's eyes, man. Yep, that, you know what? You hear it from a prize fighter it. here, guys. It's, yeah. it's very different. Um, Russ, keep this in the back of your mind because I feel that since Kevin's looking up your history – I feel you should be able to ask Kevin about somebody he's faced in jiu-jitsu who has beaten him. So I'm actually going to put oh, yeah, so. 30 seconds on the clock for you to ask him that and Kevin to respond. Go ahead, Russ. All right, Kevin. So so I've, I have a five losses in jiu-jitsu, and I can name all five of them off the top of my head. Right, tell, me some, tell me something about one of your losses. In okay, well, the last guy was definitely smaller than you with less experience. And he armbarred the shit out of me in an absolute competition. It was a very oh. important lesson I learned there. And uh, if I can interject, w- would you would you would you say he was about my size? I would say he was skinnier. That's uh, not to say that you're muscular, um, but just he was a thinner <laughs> version, mm-hmm. uh-huh. a thinner, less dense version. And, Kev, I'm going to throw this out there because I don't think you would remember the setup. But if you so happen to remember the setup, how did he catch it? 
Uh, he was triangling me, and that didn't feel good, so I tried to stop it, and that's when he, he armbarred me. Do you also remember the point when I told you, maybe the last time Russ was on the show, that Russ has a very excellent armbar from multiple positions? Uh, well, that actually takes us back to TPF4 Cinco de Mayhem, which happened on May 5th, 2010, where he won mm-hmm. via submission, and it says arm triangle choke. Yeah, that's pretty close to all the criteria. So my question to him, was that an arm bar or was that a arm? Did you pop up and do the triangle of the podcast, the arm triangle? Yeah, I, I think it was. A, I'm pretty sure it was a head and arm show. From yes. control. <laughs> yeah, I can catch you in one of those too, Kev. Uh, <laughs> if you do, I would like the autograph after, Raf. Let's make sure we get that. I, I mean, mean it, obviously he won't. But uh, if. remains to be seen. I will say this. If you do catch Kevin, you would be catching him in the move of the podcast, which normally we like to do to other people. But occasionally it backfires on us. So, well, you know, hey, we'll take it. And I would definitely enjoy the shit out of it. Let's go to our next fight. It's a women's straw weight match between Joanna Jorzerzik and Valerie Lermatiriu. And we'll start this one off with Russ. I'm definitely going to go with Joanna. First of all, she beat like two of my good friends, uh, Jessica and Carla. Uh, and I, I think personally she's on like, I don't think people are going to be beating her for a while. She's like a, yeah, she just, she has all the attributes of a champion. Um, she, I, she, I think she's one of those people that continually, she's very much like a Rousey where she's going to continually get better. And it's it's even though she she wins her you know like she defends her belt, she doesn't look at it as her defending her belt. She looks at it as her winning the belt. Mm. So every time you have someone in there, that's like she doesn't look at it like she's defending her belt. She's winning the belt by beating your ass. So I'm gonna go with Joanna. I don't know how to jerjer. You know, you, we got it. We got champ. it. <laughs> the champ is the right way to say that one. Kev, you got 15 <laughs> seconds. Go. See, this is a stylistic difference. Russ plays it safe. I don't. I live life dangerously, Raph. I'm not going with Joanna Jedrzejczyk, though I do believe that is the safe <laughs> choice. Valerie Letourneau, a.k.a. Trouble. I like people that have a random shot. Plus, I'm going Canada over Poland. Huge First mistake. of all, yeah, wow. Uh, second of all, though, Kev, uh, what does Valerie's last name mean in French? Uh, trouble. Yeah, it does That's it? That's where the nickname comes from. I don't yeah? know, Raph. How the shit should I know? I don't know. You're white. You should know these languages. Though my girlfriend does speak French. Not here at the moment. So. Wow. wow. <laughs> so Can't phone a friend, Kev. Uh, Russ, I do want to ask you this. You, you say that you have, uh, obviously, friends who train with her. And you say that she is somebody who always is – and I like that philosophy of always fighting for the championship. Is there any hole in her game that you see that maybe presents a problem for her? Well, um, I didn't uh, – Carla Esparza and uh, Jessica Penny, I I like – I know them. And they they fought against her, so they know how tough she is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anyone that trains with her. But um, you, you're asking, uh, like, for a hole in her game, I mean, like, you, I would say, like, um, in order to beat her, you would have to really mix it up really well. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you'd, have to get, you'd have to get in on, on those shots on her hips, 
You would have to control her hips when you're on the ground. Um, you know, play basic jujitsu, not attack when you're, when you're out of position, like stuff like that. I mean, every, you know, anybody's beatable, but I don't think that there's anyone like, I don't, I, I'll be honest. I don't even know who the other girl is and I don't think she has a chance. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we won't pass that information along to her, so that's fine. I don't think she'll really hear of it. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to go to our next fight. The next fight is a light heavyweight. Bout it is between Anthony Perush and Gian Villagianti. Kev, you go. Villagianti is that? Yeah, I like that one. That was a fun one to say. <laughs> uh, this <laughs> is easy. I always choose the the more tan fighter. Uh, Gian Vellanti it is. All right, Kevin is going for Vigilante. Uh, Russ, who do you got on this one? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with whoever's the most sexy. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, you already whoa, heard whoa. about Stop the, the tan. Clock. Yeah, the we're the clock. Yeah, this, this is, is another Kevin's another perspective. Biggest tactic. Those fans of the show definitely know that Kevin will pick whoever has best abs. Best abs. So yeah. I will say this to you right now, Russ. You are infringing upon Kevin's territory. Having said that, oh, who are you taking? oh, I don't know. I, via, how do you say the name? Via Genji. What is it? It's just <laughs> Vigilante, but it just sounds boring. No, it's, oh, it's Vigilante. No, I say Vigilante because here's the thing, and, and some people catch this, some people don't. Um, I think that names are suggestions. And you're not a huge fan of preview shows. <laughs> so it's preview a little shows. subtle protest yes. also because <clears throat> it's not like you couldn't do it. You choose to actively. I, it's like I see the opportunity to get it right, and I just say, nah. So uh, if you hear me kind of massacre some names, uh, it came back to haunt me a little bit when I was doing Grand Slam commentary because I had people being like, that's not how you say the name. And I was like, whoa, catch up with me, Junior. It's fine. Anyway, uh, so you were going for Gian here, Volante? Yeah. Okay. All right. That sounds good. I think we we have an accord here. Uh, you're actually going to take us into our next fight. It is between Robert Forrest Ridtaker versus Uriah Hall. Um, yeah, that, to, to be honest, that's going to be a great fight. Um, I think that Whitaker has, re- he's got really good boxing and he's really heavy handed and he can slide in and out and Uriah Hall has got that explosiveness and he's got like excellent kickboxing and all, I, I do think that fight's going to be mostly on the feet and, uh, I can pretty much tell you that that fight's probably also going to end in knockout. Um, and, but I'll go, I'm going to go with, uh. Man, I re- I really don't know who. Maybe uh, I'll go with uh, Whitaker with like a left hook, left hook knockout. Okay, you don't have to pick the exact way how it happens, but we're gonna take okay. you at Whitaker. I will come back to you to make sure that that's exactly who you want to pick. But Kev, I got 15 seconds on the clock for you. Go duck for safety before I make this selection, because wow. even saying his name can occasionally get you back kicked out of the cage. Yeah. Prime time. Yeah, Uriah Hall. Though I am really looking forward to this fight. Okay, hold on. Now, before I go back to Russ on this one, Kev, you have famously said you will not go with Uriah Hall because of his nickname. Now you are proudly saying it. And why didn't you like him using that nickname? Still, it's Deion Sanders' nickname. Okay. I'm not going to call myself Air Kevin. (laughs) If you did, I think it would open itself up to a new mockery on this podcast. Uh, Russ, let me ask you this. 
Uh, have we seen the best Uriah Hall? Because it looks like he's starting to pick up momentum again. It looked like he was stalling out, but then the last two fights were a little bit more focused. Uh, is that your perception, or is that just me making up shit? No, definitely. Um, like I said, that fight could go either way. Uh, yeah, Uriah Hall can knock him out. That's There's no doubt in my mind. Um, and I do think uh, momentum has a has a... Like how people talk about momentum, people having momentum in fights, it's a real thing mm. for sure because it's like we were talking about earlier, it's a, uh, it, you carry like emotional energy with you. Like when something like that that's happening, and some people know how to use it and some people don't. Mm. But uh, yeah, dude, Uriah Hall has that going on right now for sure. Um, I didn't even want to say who I thought was going to win because it's such a, I, I, you know what? I think, I do think your eye is going to win now. now that we okay. That. So are you changing your pick? Because that's where I was going to come. <laughs> yeah, to I'm you. changing my pick. Okay. I'm changing my pick. Yeah. So you and Kevin are in accord on this one. Kev, I, I'm only giving you five seconds to respond, but any thoughts on that? Yeah. I think this should let me take Anthony, the hippo Peroche for just, uh, <laughs> Wait, are you backtracking yours too? I just think it's only fair if he backtracks a pick. We also take one of mine and change it because I think it keeps the <laughs> All right, karma I need consistent. You, okay, that's fine. But then I need 15 seconds on why you're changing it. Go. Yeah, Anthony Peroche looks like a violent homicidal maniac. I originally was attracted to the tan like a fly. That was my fault. I think Anthony Peroche might be 70 <laughs> and might have fought in World War II. And okay. whatever it is, I like it. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that was worth it, and we took the time to actually look into that. So let's go to our next fight. Kev, I think you're doing this one. It's a flyweight fight between Richie Vasulk and Danny Martinez. Go. I wish it had been a flyweight fight between Hunt and Silva. Because I'm going to go with the gremlin. Simple equation, Raph. Most tatted, Danny Martinez. Okay, okay. Uh, Same question on over to Russ. Go. Um, yeah, I don't, who is it? Danny Martinez and who? It is Danny Martinez versus Richie Vasilik. Vasilik, which, where, where is he from? Is he Russian? See, no, Australia. Oh, Australia. He has a tattoo yeah, above go, his I'm belly gonna... button. I feel confounded to tell you that. Oh. <laughs> and okay. one on his belly button. I'll go with, I'll, I'm, okay, uh, okay, I'm going to go with the other guy then. I'm gonna go with the non above the tattoo, non above the belly button tattoo guy. So we're going with Danny go Martinez here. <laughs> Sweet I'm, I'm gonna agree with Kevin. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with Kevin on this one. Okay, Kev, this is turning into quite the pattern here. It's like you've got Russ here. He hears how you're picking, and then he starts to. Is he psyching himself out now? I can only assure him choosing the ones I choose is a <laughs> foolproof method for victory. <laughs> And, Kevin, what's your win-loss record in this show? Hard to tell, Raph. Spirit can't be measured. It's probably within the 30% region. Uh, I, I take that back. It's lowered. Mind. I think it's now in the 22% region, <laughs> if we're being honest and accurate. People have different definitions of success. you got to remember that. That's true. Raph. So, okay, Russ, I appreciate this, but are you saying that Kevin's degree of success is how many he can get wrong per guessing show? Yeah, so to him, to, to us, it's like you're 22% right. To him, he's like, no, I'm 78% right. You get it? Oh, wow. Oh, man. He's right. I'm bad at math. I took that journey, and man, <laughs> I just want to let everybody know 
Uh, Verbal Tap Podcast is not endorsed by math. No. Uh, it's, no. A, it's a rough sport. Well, you, you, know, can't, all... you can't blame Russ either because back at Respecting the Cage 3 on February 19, <laughs> 2010, he uh, won via punches, which means he probably oh, might have gotten punched also. I love winning once. via punches. That's the best. Uh, let's go to our next one. Russ, you're going to lead us off on this one. It is Richard Walsh versus Steve Kennedy. 15 on the clock. Steve Kennedy? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'll be honest. I have no idea who these guys are. Shh, that's okay. Uh, just, can just you tell me, one. can you describe what they look like? Kev, that's on you. Richard Filthy Walsh, Australia, 72 inches in height. That's six foot, 170 pounds, a beard, receding hairline. Looks mean and prison-esque with nice abs. Then we've got Stephen Kennedy, <laughs> the steamroller. 22 and 7. Kind of looks like uh, Rich. Wait. No. Kind of looks like Rich Franklin. A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Um, but a less in shape version. Teacher? Yeah. Like Ace? The Ace was a, a teacher? I, I feel that most generic white guys look... Like Rich Franklin, who looks like Jim Carrey, though, Kev. A, a little dumber version, yeah. if I'm just okay. trying to cultivate a It's like a copy way. of a copy? Yeah, and he's 5'11". Okay. So let me ask you this now. Now that you've heard these things, Russ, is there one he's particular way you'd Excuse like me. to go? Would you like to go with Australia, or would you like to go with England? Mm. Which one looks like they can drink more? Mm, great question. I'll go. I'll go. With, I'll go with that one. Uh, I believe the steamroller looks like the heavier drinker. Raft, do you have an opinion? Yeah, I have to abstain. I think I'm gonna no go with him. Here. Okay, <laughs> good to know, Kev. Uh, well, I think that'll close that one. You made your pick, yes? I didn't. Oh well, well I was I gonna. To I just described it. his choices. I know, but I wanted to skip past it to make sure you wouldn't get one. But go ahead, 15 seconds on the clock. While Stephen Kennedy is 22 and 7, and I respect his girth, mm-hmm. I'm going with Filthy. Filthy Walsh. And Kev, let me ask you, how many times a day do you refer to a man by their girth? Uh, Baker's dozen. Okay. All right, let's go on to our next fight. Kev, you will lead this one. It is a heavyweight fight between Mark Hunt and Antonio Silva. Go. Oh, my God, I'm excited. Someone might die in this fight. <laughs> I feel <laughs> it's possible. Uh, I don't know who's going to win, and I do not care, but I'm going to choose Mark Hunt because I just always find myself strangely cheering for him at the moment when his, when the blood gets in his hair and ruins his highlights. Very nice. Frosted tips, excuse me. To the yep, don't say frosted tips. Let's go over to the next uh, side. Let's go over to Russ. Russ, I got 15 seconds for you. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bigfoot. Um, I just think that uh, he got his number. He got his number. Um, and, like, I'm sure being whatever, like, giganticism thing he has, that, that only helps him. Okay. It only helps him for fighting someone like him. I got to take 15 seconds here of my own opinion. Uh, mostly this Antonio Silva. I don't know that he seems is mobile a word is mobile. Not a word fighting. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Somewhere in there. I'm going to turn that over to Kevin. Now, Kev, do, is this a match that you're excited to see based on those Absolutely. things? Absolutely. Are you joking? Of course I am. Silva okay. can't move and hunt only has one move. It's great. 
This is genius. They short of tying Silva down, which <laughs> they might as well. Uh, you know, they couldn't have picked a slower, larger opponent. Okay, okay, Russ, I'm gonna throw it back to you for fifteen. Um, yeah, I just think that he can box. He can box a lot better, and then I, I think, I think he can move pretty well around Hunt, and um, but he should watch out for that right hand. But let's discuss this because the the last time they fought each other, it went to a draw, and it was an amazing fight. Then we discovered what's that? Steroids? Yay! So did that play yeah. a role in anything? Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, bone density. I mean, it's uh, it's it's in uh, Australia, right? Yeah, yes. Melbourne. So the a lot of the you know most people don't know how the panels work. But outside of the country, the panels are very easy to pass. Mm. So, so yeah, that's why. I mean, it's 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 almost like the panels allow you to do a little bit, but not like so much where it would tip everybody off. So they they allow like a um, they, they basically they allow it, not like they allow here. Okay. So that's why they're like a lot of the other country fights are just like you look at the guys and you're like, geez, like yeah. what the hell? Come on, dude! Like, you know. And uh, I think is one. Of, I mean, you can't really get around the athletic commission. You can't get around certain things here that are the hoops are easier to jump through in other countries. Mm. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'll say this, and this is the, I think the big concern is. Of his past, let's say, 10 fights or so, a majority of those have been losses, the biggest of which, the most competitive he had, was Mark Hunt. That was just an amazing fight, and I just thought it was so sad that that had to have an asterisk next to it. But then you look at the fight before that against Kane, you look and he got knocked out there. First round, same thing with Andre Olofsky, same thing with Frank Mir. Then he's being able to put on something with Soa Palili, who, great fighter, but I wouldn't put him in the same category as that. So that's where my concern comes back from is just, you know, what kind of fight do we see? I would love to see another great fight. And you know what? It'd be a great redeeming quality if this was a great fight without any form of steroids. Let's hope he doesn't go any around back channels or anything any like that. Any form, Raph? Come on. Don't get ahead of yourself. It might right. be a little better with some forms. Yeah. No, no. It's, it's, yeah. No? Un- unfortunate, unfortunately, it's like one of the – like I actually give lectures at high schools on performance-enhancing drugs. But to be honest, the the only For way that it would, the only way that um, anything would ever be fair is that they allow everything, because there's you're right. You can't That's true. For everything, I mean, I mean, this is something that has been brought up even at the Olympic Committee. Uh, for the Olympics, is like, I mean, don't don't you think it's strange that the lot in 2012, no one failed the drug test? Like, yeah. are you serious? No one failed the drug test in 2012. <laughs> Not even a I shot mean, putter. Like, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, it's 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 like uh, it's one of those things that it's such a gray area, and in front of a microphone, you have to talk a certain way. But, and I, I um, hear you for that, but I feel like taking the middle ground of we're going to test some, and we're going to make an effort, or we're not going to make an effort. I think right. it's it's a really weird fine line to hit. So for me, I'm in that area of okay, you're either going to allow them to take everything or nothing. And Correct. if Correct. you're having a zero tolerance here and that's the the pitch and that we're telling people like Nick Diaz that this little plant is going to fuck him over, like, yeah. I mean, I don't even know where to start there other than, you know, 
I can take it at its base for the rule of, yeah, you know what? He did disagree the rule a few times. That's pretty bad, and I'm right. sure that's that's punishable. But, like, is the problem the rule? Like, I don't know. So, anyway, that's kind of where I come from on the drug thing where I'm like, all or nothing, guys. Either inject them all with all of the steroids that they used in pro wrestling in the 1980s and give them all to them in, like, a call, like Molokov cocktail. Oh, sign me up. Sorry. A weekend in the mountains? That sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah. Or, you know, really enforce the zero. But, anyway, this has not been endorsed by the USADA. This has been Drug Testing <laughs> Moments with Raph. Anyway, guys, let's get back to the task at hand, which is getting to our next fight. Oh, and before we go to our next fight, I think this is a good time to inform our good friend Russ. Russ, uh, we have a little thing on our show where we will put these picks to a wager. Now, granted, it's never money because, again, you do monies to be made there. So we always pick something that's a little unique. Kev, what are some examples of some bets that you've lost that you've had to fulfill of the many that you've lost. Most recently I lost to Jesse from white belt survival. Uh, and what'd you have to do? I have to wear a shirt of his choosing and do a video on my worst white belt memory. It's like one of the most whitey belt things mm-hmm. I did. Russ, as you can imagine, there were a few, mm-hmm. uh, there have been social media implications have to post an homage photo to the losers choosing or winners choosing changing of the social media handle in general mm-hmm. what else those are got? some so i'm not going to ask you for an example now russ but just be thinking of stuff because when we get to the end of the fights we go on tiebreakers and then uh the loser has to fulfill that part of the bet does that sound like something that's okay with you yeah that's fine Perfect. It was going to go either way. So let's go to our next fight. And, uh, you know, Kevin, for funsies, let's have you take this one. It's Ben Nguyen versus Ryan Bana. I've been waiting all evening to talk about this fight. Go ahead. Joking. I'll take babyface Ryan Benoit for not a ton of reasons. Okay. That sounds like as good a reason as any. Let's go to you, Russ. Who do you got? 25 pounds. Yeah. A swift I'm, breeze. I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually going to agree with uh, Kevin on this one. I think he's rest. His uh, strength in his wrestling is really tough. <laughs> you no 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 no. You're not agreeing with Kevin yeah. on anything because yes. you had analysis. Okay, okay. I'm taking, I'm taking my own my own pick. There we go. I went with Kevin. Babyface because it's a massive murderer's <laughs> nickname. It's great. It's also a very prominent producer's name. So you know, there's that too, Kev. Uh, do you have any second thoughts? Do you still want to say with Babyface on this one? I don't know because. Ben Nguyen looks like the younger version of that guy that was killing people in Bloodsport. He okay. looks like the the before version. Yeah, I'll switch. Okay. All right. There's a lot of lot of switch hitting on this one. This is a very unusual Three thing. total. Several times, Kevin. <laughs> Several times. Not just, you know. One spurred the other. So I, I I called a fairness on the Polish switch. Mm-hmm. I was too mean right. to Poland. You know, you got to factor in two wins. Kev, but. of all people you can be mean to, I think it's Poland. So let's go to our next. Uh, Russ, you're going to lead us off on this one. It's 15 seconds on the clock for a middleweight fight between Dan Kelly and Steve Montgomery. Go. Uh, I'll go with uh, Kelly. Kelly's the guy from England, right? Kelly. I know. You guys still there? Yeah, Kevco. Daniel Kelly. 
<laughs> no, Kev, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. No, it wasn't your pick. That's what I did. That's, that, that's, that's where he's from, right? I can't, he was okay. asking if he's from England. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear. You guys clipped out for a second. I thought you were like, Kevin, it's your turn. I was like, all right. Sorry about that. <laughs> I did appreciate you like a robot just giving your pick anyway. I was like, rolling. Oh, I was Kelly. like, the show must go on because <laughs> uh, we didn't even get a chance. Daniel Kelly is from Australia. Stephen, the creepy weasel Montgomery is from the United States of America. Okay. Good to know. Uh, I'll, go with, uh, I'll go with Montgomery. Okay. He uh, has a mullet just right American from America. All right, Russ, this is as good a reason as any. Uh, Kev, what do you got? I think it's the most dangerous thing you could possibly do to take a mullet to Australia. So I cannot, in good conscience, endorse that United States behavior from the creepy weasel. So I'm going to go with Daniel Kelly. Okay, good to know. All right, well, I think that's going to take us to our main fight. Let's go ahead and do this, guys. I'm going to put 20 seconds on the clock, and I want you to tell me who you think is going to win in the Women's Bantamweight Championship between Ronda Rousey versus Holly Holm. And we are going to start with Kevin on this one. Kevin, you have 20 seconds on the clock and a go. How dare you, Raph, give us 40 seconds to try and analysis on a fighter whose combined last three fights haven't lasted that long? How dare you? You should be tested by the Nevada State Gaming Commission. I'm going with the champ, Ronda Rousey, until she tells me otherwise. Uh, Just for facts, if I were to get tested by the Nevada State Gaming Commission... Uh, that would in no way tell if I was using performance enhancers, which I believe the metaphor Kevin was working for, though not that we're ever holding Kevin to a standard of making sense on this show. Russ, I'm going to go to you for 20 seconds. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely going to pick the champ as well. Uh, she, like we said, she has so much momentum built up. Her entire life, she has lived uh, her life as a champion. She's always viewed herself as she's always used herself as her own standard. She doesn't look at other people and look at like, the, oh, this is the number two. That She always, every day that she trains, she's attempting to be the best her that she could be. And yeah, she's going <laughs> to... You're going to walk through this chair. <laughs> now, we always say this. We oh, always no. try and, uh, you know, play devil's advocate here, but I'm tired of doing that for Ronda Rousey. I just feel there's no reason. I feel like if she's going to lose, it's going to happen and nobody will see it coming. And, right. you know, I mean, is this the case here? Who knows? Holly Holm is being said to have the best hands to have faced Ronda Rousey, but I feel like every time we have somebody face Ronda Rousey, they say, she's the best at front face kicks. She's the best at jiu-jitsu. She's her best test at judo. She's her best test at wrestling. So what narratives do we have? What are the, Let's just do this. What are the odds that you would put of Holly Holm to beat Ronda Rousey? Kev, I'll start with you. Well, uh, I'm trying to think of what they'd have to be for me to take it. Um, minus, I mean, it's, we're talking, we're going to have to dig deep. I want, I want five to one. Okay, five to one. Uh, Russ, do you have any betting lines that you would like to say for Ronda Rousey on this one? Russ, do you think yeah, Ronda's going to finish her like you finished Sergio Salcido <laughs> with a uh-huh. triangle choke at Long Beach Fight Night Five, <laughs> or with a guillotine Hold on. that Hold you on. did to time Aaron out, time Miller? Out, out. Do we want to recognize real quick because we've run out of things to pick here? 
unless we're going to get to the fight of the night and the performances of the night, obviously, in just a second, and the betting. But, Kev, is it safe to say, and I hope Russ can see this, that you have tried in your ability to talk shit to just reverse talk shit to him. In other words, compliment him the entire time. And, Russ, are you buying any of it? Uh, no, nah, I think I can, I can feel when I'm being set up, Raph. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, think he, he, I think he's afraid I'm going to get to his leg. <laughs> Kevin? I am 10% nervous <laughs> he's going to get to my leg. Um, and I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I just wanted to see if I was in the right realm of anything. Guys, let's do this. Let's talk. Uh, you know, there's 14 fights here, so it's very possible that you guys could split down the way in some weird mathematical possibility. So in the event that some tie does happen or some freak accident does happen, let's talk who will take performances of the night. They give out two. And who will take fight of the night? Kevin, I'm going to start with you. Who do you think will take home the fight of the night and the two performances of the night? Fight of the night has no choice but to be Hunt Silva. People are going to be confused by the 2.3 magnitude earthquake going on while okay. the two of them try and sort it out. Performance of the night goes to Uriah Hall and Ronda Rousey. Okay. All right. Uh, Russ, what do you have for fight of the night and performances of the night? For a Friday night, I'm going to go with um, Robert Whitaker and uh, Uriah Hall. Okay. Um, and then for performances, uh, like uh, best best um, the sub of the night will be Ronda Rousey. Okay. And uh, knockout of the night will be um, Hunt and Silva. Okay. Just to let you know, I don't know if this changes anything. They don't do knockout and submission anymore. It's just two performances oh, of the night. night. So is it just oh, two okay. performances? So do you want to stick with the the two individuals for those performances De- of the night? Definitely, yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, I do think that um, Rousey will finish her with the she'll finish her with the sub. I do think so. Okay. And then uh, that the Silva fight is going to be crazy, man. Guys, <laughs> can I crazy. throw something out that would be yes, awesome? Please. Is there please, any yeah. way Hunt, Silva, Hall, and Whitaker can all four fight at the same time? No, I don't think that's Can you yeah, imagine how fucking no, cool Kevin. that would be, though? Like, just but for a second? For me, that seems very scary. Because okay. it just seems like limbs could be flying in any... I, just, I like Uriah Hall kicking Mark Hunt, Mark Hunt sneezing, and just, like, turning back around. It's like, holy shit, someone can take it. That's great. It's like a, a series of domino effect that you just keep <laughs> seeing over and over again in a, a circle. Um, it's that, it, it terrifies me. a tag team match. It terrifies me a lot. One big one, one small one. Okay. All right, let's do this. You know, Russ, you've had some time to hear some of Kevin's losses and what he's had to do for the betting lines. Do you have a particular bet in mind? Because we always defer to the guest here. If not, I think Kevin and I may have some ideas, but we want to open it up to you first. Um, If he he loses? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Man, I don't know. Okay. If he loses, he's got to come into one of my classes. Uh, well, no, that would be a win for him because say, getting to counts. take a class from you for is uh, great. Granted, I understand that part of that is that he has to roll with you, and that's a loss. But like, <laughs> it's a different category. Also, Kev lives uh, slightly far away. He's in Denver, so we don't get him out here too often. 
But let's start talking about this. Kev, do you mind if I open the floor to you for potential betting? Oh, I've got an idea. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Russ is, uh, you know, Russ is used to the limelight. I just want a 20 to 30 second Facebook video explaining that I would, in fact, easily take him down and mm-hmm. submit him from the heel hook. I just, okay. if he loses, that feels like a safe thing to admit on the verbal tab wall. <laughs> uh, just <laughs> for the public. And I think people will be like, yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, deal. That's a deal, man. Okay. <laughs> so that's what you would have to do. But what if Kevin loses? This is still where we're at right now. Um, hmm. Kev, what are you willing to do on I, this one? Because I feel that, you know, we have to kind of quid pro quo it kind you of. Could, you yeah, could do I'm the trying. ice bucket challenge. <laughs> In Denver, that would be so sad to see. <laughs> <laughs> just call it the sub fighter challenge for no reason. Yeah. I'll just admit defeat to Russ. Uh, I could. I accept, Raph. You're going to accept the ice bucket challenge if you end up losing. You know, I mean, you want me to argue with Russ? I, I mean, no, like, I don't. I don't need you yourself. to argue. Like, I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, I was well, also Kev, just thinking that's better than uh, submission by punches. That is true, uh, though. I will probably try and angle that in there uh, when we get our lawyers <laughs> to look over the contract and be like, "Can we get Kevin to be punched into submission?" That just is be there cool, a punching right? submission option? Uh, I think that's really good, and uh, yeah, I think we can do that, gentlemen. Do you agree to these terms? Looking forward to winning. Okay, well, yeah, it remains to be seen, Kev. Uh, obviously, we can get a fun video to be done on Russ's part, and we can also get Kevin to do the Ice Bucket Challenge should one of them lose. Russ, we want to thank you for stopping by. Always, you know, you have such great stories, and one of the nice things about doing these shows is not only do we get to shoot the shit with you, but we get to find out fun things about the fighters that you know, and I, you are such a wealth of stories and uh, MMA and jiu-jitsu. That is always a blast to be able to talk to you. Where can people sign up uh, for the tournaments that you guys are hosting? Uh, It's called subfighterbjj.com. They can register for the tournament. Um, If they they hit me up, uh, my number's on their website. If they hit me up now, I can give them the pre-registration price of $45 and get a free off-label and a double elimination. That's so silly. That double elimination, like there's no other tournament. That really does double elimination and gives you acai in our region out here. Gives you acai. Yeah. I've heard yeah. enough. I don't need to hear another word. <laughs> so it's good stuff, obviously. Uh, and if they want to find you on social media, where can they go to find that as well? Uh, they can just find me at Rushmira. It's pretty easy. Find, or excuse me, Facebook.com slash Rushmira. I like this. You know, Russ, we always uh, invite the folks who do over under Kevin to come back the next week. So are you willing to come back on the show uh, next week to talk about the fights? Yeah, I would love to. I would love to. Awesome. And we'd love to hear what's going on at the tournament after the fact. Uh, But it's good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, please, a nice big round of applause for our good friend, Russ Miara. I will be tuning in Saturday night, Raph. Okay. I'm going to be, I'm excited. I'm committing. I know I've been a lack 
lackluster MMA watcher of recent. I know you could have stopped that sentence at lackluster. Thank you, Mia culpa to everyone. And again, that could apply to a lot of things. I'm watching Saturday. Going to okay. be bringing the noise with my commentary mm. after the fact or to people sitting around me. Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah. I deserve the applause. And this has been a blast. I'm owning Russ Miora. Probably the only thing I'm going to be able to own him at. That's good. Uh, I don't know about that, though. You think I'm going to be able to own him at jujitsu too? I had a hunch. I thought that as we were talking. That's it's funny you thought that, too. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for him to get anywhere in the vicinity of your leg. Nah, he's not. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Just right leg, please, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> and we're time for shout outs, Raph. Can you believe that? I know. How fast time flies. Yep. I'll start. I don't have any. I'm all set. Wow. I was shut in this weekend. I didn't do anything. I went you to bed. Wow. I wasn't feeling well. I'm a little cold. Did you make it through it? Are you over the cold now, or where I'm are you? Over the cold, I'm good. No, I'm past it. Shout out to cold medicine. I'm well, not past Shout it, past it. My throat medicine. still hurts, mm-hmm. but I'm not feeling great. I will, I will cop to that. It was a tiring day. I'm sorry. Thank you. Fatigued. I had rehab today, so you know, there was a lot going on. So, what do you do at rehab? Ah, oh, fucking. It's first. It starts with some like the hardest part is when he just like works on the scar tissue, which is just mm-hmm. sort of like rubbing it, and then starts the stretching process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had to do what felt like one million things on my left leg for balance exercises. That's rough. Yeah, it's actually uh, thirty-five minutes. He's great. It's really fun. I make it sound more arduous. It's been awesome. It's going really <laughs> it's well. Really fun. It is. It is great. It's just like as a jujitsu person, like, taking a little break from all activity has been pure torture. But I yeah. finally have someone telling me something again, like, "Hey, do this, and you'll get better." And it's like, ah, oh, finally. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you yeah. have that. Uh, I wanted to do this real quick while we had you on the air. Uh, I'm going to send you another meme. Cool. Okay. Uh, I am sending it to you right now. And then do me a favor and just read what you see. Opening. Uh, for fuck's sake, I knew this was coming. You're God. I, it says 202.4 to 177.3. You win in fantasy football, though it's worth commenting on some things. Go on. Number one, everybody was on by this week. For my I had people team. on by, but I made do. Uh, whatever. Number two, uh, thanks, Tom Brady, for taking the week off. That was helpful. And mostly you won on a – there were some shysty things going on in this league. What's it just, the shysty thing? You Kev? had to play me on one of my shittiest weeks. Like, I have been I tearing up in that players that in key positions get me zero points because I was also working off of a buy on yeah. – Many occasions. So thanks, Robert Woods. I hope I would life like is to good point to you. out three zeros. Okay, you had one player with a zero. You had two players with one point. So on that end, I had equal, if not worse, of something to deal with. However, the rest of my team rallied because I'm a champion. So Kevin, what do you have to say? This to is me? a uh, Arian Foster got injured. Joseph Randall went crazy. Those are not necessarily. 
things I can control. And what do you have I to say know. to me? You're better at fantasy football. Thank you. That's my shout outs for the week. <laughs> That's uh, going to do it for us then here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin and I really suck at fantasy football this year. I'm just <laughs> Good night. And he always has. I was so